Hello everyone, my name is Wendy Myers of MyersDetox.com. Thanks for tuning in to the Myers Detox podcast. Today we have an amazing guest on named Palmer Kippola, and she is an expert in autoimmune disease. And we're gonna be talking about the top five ways to address and beat autoimmune disease. Palmer has an amazing story of recovery, of diagnosis of MS at 19 years of age, a devastating diagnosis, and her journey uh, reversing this disease, trying everything possible, and she finally beat it, and she teaches you how to do the same. I know so many of you listening to this podcast are interested in detoxification or concerned about how heavy metals and chemicals are impacting your health. They impact and interfere with every different metabolic process in our bodies, our guts, our digestion, our thyroid, our adrenals, um, our, our metabolism, our weight gain, you name it, you have a symptom, I assure you a metal is causing or exacerbating that symptom. So I created a two-minute quiz that you can take to discern your level of heavy metal burden in your body. Go to heavymetalsquiz.com and just takes a couple of seconds and you'll learn some solutions and tips of the next steps to take to address the metal levels that are found uh, by taking the quiz. Our guest today, Palmer Kippola, is an author, speaker, autoimmune recovery advocate, and functional medicine certified health coach. Palmer developed a system called FIGHTS to help others beat autoimmune conditions based on her 26-year battle to overcome multiple sclerosis. Her new book is Beat Autoimmune, The Six Keys to Reverse Your Condition and Reclaim Your Health. When she was 19, Palmer was diagnosed with MS and began her journey of self-healing. In 2010, she completely reversed her MS by addressing her root cause head-on. She remains symptom and medication-free today, and she founded BeatAutoimmune.com as an online resource to inspire, educate, and empower people who seek to reverse and prevent autoimmune conditions so that they can live their most vibrant lives. Palmer has studied with the Institute for Functional Medicine, the HeartMath Institute, and the Functional Medicine Coaching Academy. In addition, she has completed 100 plus hours of neurofeedback training and studied under leading experts in nutrition, holistic health, energy, and functional medicine. Today, Palmer collaborates with functional medicine practitioners and consults with people who seek to transcend autoimmune conditions. You can learn more about her at beatautoimmune.com. Palmer, thanks so much for coming on the show. It's an absolute pleasure, Wendy. Thank you so much for having me. So you were diagnosed with MS at 19 years old. I mean, that must have just been such uh, just a devastating thing for you and life-changing event. Tell us what happened. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I was 19. I was just home uh, from college after my freshman year. I was a happy, healthy, um, well-adjusted young woman, and I was working a summer job as a hostess. And one morning I woke up just to go to my job, and the soles of my feet were all tingly. 
you know, that feeling like you've sat on a limb too long. And then when the blood flows back, it's all tingly. Only this morning, the blood didn't flow all, all back. Um, and I shook my legs and the blood still didn't flow back. So I just figured it would go away. I went off to work and that morning the tingling just started creeping up my calves. Um, and by the time it reached my knees, I knew something was really wrong. So I called my parents and they called the family doctor who called, uh, who told them to take me immediately to the neurologist. So that afternoon we're all sitting in the neurologist's office at UCLA and after about five minutes, the the neurologist had me do some cursory exam. She had me walk across the floor, heel toe, heel toe. She had me touch my fingers to my nose, the reflexes, and with I must say a spectacular lack of sensitivity, pronounced, "I'm 99% certain you have multiple sclerosis (MS). And if I'm right, there's nothing you can do except take medication and prepare for your life in a wheelchair." Well, we had never heard of MS. Um, this is in the years before the internet. So this is not something that people really talked about. So we left her in her office with very little information and very little hope. And by nightfall, that tingling crept all the way up to my chest. And by the time I got into bed, my mom crawled in with me and she's holding me and she's crying. And I'm crying harder because by this time, everything that was tingling from the neck down had gone completely numb and it would stay that way for a full six weeks. It was an absolutely terrifying time. God, I, I can't even imagine that. Uh, but you beat this. I mean, you beat yes, this. It took you... 26 years. Yeah. <laughs> it I've took been... a long, long time, but yes. yes Better late finally, than never. Yes. Right. <laughs> Absolutely better late than never. Yeah. And so you wrote this book called Beat Autoimmune, which is an yes. amazing book. I mean, you have got, mm. you know, accolades from Dr. Mark Hyman, um, from so many of the top people in the industry, Dr. David Perlmutter, Frank Lippmann, Terry Walls, Isabella Wentz. Just amazing uh, what you've accomplished with this book and telling people about the six ways to address autoimmune disease. Can you tell us a little bit about, you know, what is in the book and what people can expect? Sure. Well, things start with my story because that's what I know and that's the best place to start. I talk about how for 26 years, I saw six neurologists over that period of time, each of whom confirmed this is MS by MRI, by examination. Um, and there's nothing you can do except take medication. And I figured there must be something I can do. And my dad had been very motivating and telling me, honey, you can beat this thing. So I just needed to figure out how I could beat it. So I did a number of experiments. I talk a little bit about that. Um, I tried various diets. Um, I tried low fat vegetarian and that didn't work. It made tummy issues worse after eating. Um, I hypothesized early on that my biggest trigger was chronic stress. Um, I could tell you a little bit about why, um, but I, I figured that if chronic stress was, in fact, my biggest trigger, then I would need to learn how to relax. And so I spent many, many years doing yoga and meditating or trying to meditate and anything that I could to relax that always on fight flight. And that was super helpful um, I tried medication that didn't work for me. Um, it caused some additional problems. And finally, the Eureka experiment that I call it was in 2010, 
um, I finally went and saw a nutritionist who diet, who did some testing. She's a functional medicine nutritionist, as you know, which means, you know, going to the root cause to find out why you have issues. And it turned out I had non-celiac gluten sensitivity. So um, not celiac disease, but gluten sensitivity nevertheless. And she guided me through a gut healing protocol, removing the gluten, healing my gut. And within one week, I stopped having any and all tummy troubles. And within one month, I stopped having any and all MS symptoms ever again. So my Eureka experiment, but I'm really clear. I just want to jump in and say, not everybody's going to have a, you know, you do your meditation and remove the gluten and you're, you're done. Um, but those were my big triggers. And what I found was that there are six categories of big triggers that everybody needs to explore because everybody's triggers are a little bit different, but I call them food, infections, gut health, hormone, hormone balance, toxins, and stress. And that stands for fights. And I figured that would be a great way to, for people to remember all the things that they need to explore. Not everybody's going to have all of those as triggers, but those are certainly things to be explored. So in the book, I, I lay out the fights as the core chapters. And then I have uh, the science of why those are, in fact, the primary categories you need to address. And I share the stories of about a dozen functional medicine practitioners and people who weren't doctors, who simply had these terrible autoimmune experiences, healed themselves, and then decided afterwards to study functional medicine because they wanted to help other people. So the wounded healer um, story. And in every chapter, there's not just the science and the history of why toxins are on the rise and so forth, but toolkits for what can people actually do that are simple strategies that they can implement. So that's what's mostly in the book. Yeah. So let's talk about, I, I love that acronym, by the way, fights, because people, they really have to, if they have any kind of health condition, they mm-hmm. have to fight to get their life back. They've got to, you know, typically people, you know, won't always get answers from conventional mainstream medicine and they have to figure out things on their own. And thank, thank goodness for Dr. Google and being able to find <laughs> alternative healthcare practitioners that can guide us on that path. And so let's talk about the first one. So food, you mentioned you had celiac. And um, so what what kind of things should people be doing if they have autoimmune in regards to their diet? So food, let me just clarify one small point. I had non-celiac gluten sensitivity. So celiac um, affects maybe a small per- percentage, maybe less than 5% of all people might be afflicted with celiac. I had something that's more insidious and maybe even more problematic because you don't really know it's a problem. And that is non-celiac gluten sensitivity. And I've heard stats that say that maybe up to 30% of the population has problems with gluten. So uh, food is the best place to start. And everybody that I interviewed for this book and after I healed and I was really determined to figure out how in the world is it possible that I could beat this incurable disease like MS. And I found with all of the people to a person, they said, start with food. It's the highest leverage category. And oftentimes they see with, in their own practice with their own patients that people heal 60 to 80% of the time just by removing some key trigger foods. And the top ones would be gluten, dairy, sugar, sometimes eggs. And if there's pain involved, like rheumatoid arthritis, 
you got to explore taking nightshade vegetables like your tomatoes, your peppers and so forth out of the diet for a little while and see if that's affecting you. So those are the big ones. And sometimes people can heal up to 100% just by removing key trigger foods. So it's really the highest leverage category. And once you remove those trigger foods, those things that are harming your immune system, you actually start feeling better, you start getting more energy, and that allows you to address the other categories. But I just want to say one thing about gluten. Um, back in 2002, the New England Journal of Medicine, which is this storied publication, listed 55 diseases associated with eating gluten. And that was 17 years ago. So I bet there are way more diseases that are associated with gluten. And now we know there's science that shows that gluten creates a leaky gut in anyone who eats it. And we also know that a leaky gut or intestinal hyperpermeability is the beginning of the autoimmune cascade. So anything that creates a leaky gut puts us on the pathway towards autoimmunity. So the very best thing that we can do is remove the things that are harming our guts and heal and seal the lining of our gut. And so the next chapter in your book is about infections. Can you tell us about how to address those effectively to address and beat autoimmune? Absolutely. Well, many practitioners and people still believe that a big gun strategy against the microbe is the best approach, like attack those Lyme infections with antibiotics and you kill the invaders and you're better. But in my research, I found that that's, and my own personal experience, I found that that isn't necessarily true. You actually want a two-pronged strategy. You want to strengthen your immune system and you want to raise your metabolism. So autoimmune conditions are a hypometabolic state, meaning our metabolisms are low and slow. And it turns out that infections prefer that kind of environment. So our goal, therefore, would be to make ourselves as inhospitable to these infectious microbes as possible. And we do that by strengthening our immune system and raising our metabolism as best we can. And that involves all the other fights categories like getting rid of the starchy carbs, the processed food, just minimizing carbohydrates as much as possible, upping the healthy fats. That's really going to help doing the exercise as best as you're able, even that high intensity interval training or interval resistance training, lifting those weights is really going to help um, to raise the metabolism. Lots of strategies to try to do that. So it's really a multi-pronged approach, but the overall goal is to make yourself inhospitable to those infectious microbes. Yeah, that's such a good point because so many people want to take this proactive approach to killing the infections and, and even doing natural things, natural supplements to address parasites and candida and all this stuff. But the reality is these opportunistic infections took over your body because the the uh, you know the environment is ripe for them to do so. So you even if you kill them, they can keep coming back if your metabolism and energy levels are low. So that's a, a great point, I love that. So let's talk about toxins. So this is something I talk about a lot and is extremely important. So to give us your take on toxins and their contribution to autoimmune. Oh my goodness, how much time do we have? I mean, this is truly, 
The number one reason that autoimmune conditions are on the rise, uh, Donna Jackson Nakazawa wrote a wonderful book in the mid-2000s called The Autoimmune Epidemic for people that really want to dig into the reason um, behind the rise of autoimmunity. Um, suffice it to say that back in the 1930s, we didn't have large-scale manufacturing in the U.S., and today it's estimated that we have something like 100,000 chemicals in commerce in the U.S., and maybe a million or more chemicals in the environment, per se. And we really don't know what this chemical toxic soup is doing to our bodies. So uh, Dr. Vojdani and Dr. Uh, K, Dr. Kazarian, I'm not sure, sure I'm saying his name correctly, talk about the fact that we're all saturated with BPA and different chemical toxicants and so forth. Um, it's not so much the the sheer volume of toxins we have in our body, it's whether or not we are reacting to those. So let me give you an example. Um, our bodies are not used to some of the chemicals. Let's use BPA as an example. It's um, something that creates, makes plastic hard. And when we ingest it, like we've heated up plastic in the microwave, for example, and then we eat that soup or that food, our bodies don't recognize that. And the plastic, the BPA, actually attaches itself to our human tissue, and it forms this new cell. And that's called a neoantigen, a new antigen or a new foreign body. And our immune system, just doing its job, starts tagging those neoantigens and creates these bullets to go after or attack that tissue, which is foreign looking to the immune system. And that tissue could be your thyroid. It could be in the case of MS, the myelin sheath um, in the brain and the brainstem, rheumatoid arthritis, it could be the joints. So depending wherever your weak link is, once the body creates all these antibodies and starts attacking it, that's the autoimmune response. And it's, um, you've heard different mechanisms. I'm sure there's molecular mimicry. In this case, it's the neoantigen theory of how autoimmune disease happens. And it's because of these foreign particles that our immune system has just never, doesn't even know what to do with them. So that's really the big problem. Yeah, and, and people can also develop sensitivities or allergies uh, with the immune system to metals as well and different chemicals and you know mercury resides in the thyroid and the, the body can start attacking the thyroid tissue trying to get at the mercury and so there's it just goes on and on and on yeah and so let's talk about stress so uh, today people are under so many different types of stress uh, things they may not even be aware of uh, can you talk about that absolutely um, I think it's helpful to have some definitions about stress because, as I understand it, there are three major categories of stress. There's something called tame stress, which is beneficial. It's hormetic, meaning a little bit of something harmful creates a positive response in the body, like uh, phytochemicals in vegetables or getting ready to do this podcast with you. You know, there's a little bit of stress, but you rise to it and then you grow. Then there's something called tolerable stress, which is we all face tolerable stress in our lives. Maybe it's a loss of a job, loss of a loved one. And it's a stressful time for sure, but if we have the resources to deal with that stress, we bounce back and we're often stronger as a result of that. And then there's something that's 
much more harmful, and that's called toxic stress. So that's something it could be long lasting. It's maybe even a depression or you don't bounce back from that middle level stress. Maybe it's, you know, severe financial pressures and worries. Maybe there's ongoing abuse, which leads me to a whole other category called adverse childhood experiences or ACEs for short. Um, and for those of you who have autoimmune conditions, super important to do some research into this because there is now a proven connection between things that happened in our childhood, which we all effect, uh, effectively experienced at one point or another. And now there's research that shows that about 64% of us, so more than half of us, experienced some sort of childhood trauma, whether it was witnessing abuse, experiencing abuse, it could be physical, emotional, mental, psychological kinds of abuse. It could be that a family member was an alcoholic. It could be uh, any number of things. And if we experience that in childhood, there's now proof that there's a correlation with the advent of autoimmune conditions even decades later. So it turns out those adverse childhood experiences change our beliefs about ourselves. We believe I'm not worthy. And then that changes our behavior because if you feel like you're not worthy, well, you might drink more, do drugs, be promiscuous, whatever that is. And those behaviors actually can change your biology. So super important also to understand that there's so many things that you can do to get out of this situation. And it could be as simple as acknowledging that this happened. And then you need to find a strategy that works for you. It could be anything from talking with a counselor to doing your tapping, um, to doing um, uh, psychotherapy, um, to walking in nature. I mean, there's so many things that you can do to release stress. But as they say in the cancer community that the issue is in the tissues, then it's our job to really remove stress and let it flow out of our body as best we can so that it doesn't the, those emotions don't get trapped inside our body and manifest as these conditions down the road. Yeah, and that's such a, an amazing point that you made because I think a lot of people that have physical symptoms, they're looking for, oh, it must be a physical solution. I need to take this medication or this supplement or do this physical therapy or whatever it is. And I really have tried to get that messaging across to people that a lot of people's physical health issues are from stem from emotional issues, adverse childhood events and emotional trauma and whatnot. So definitely have to be looking at that when all else has failed. When you've tried all the different things, you're doing all <laughs> these things for your health, working 24 hours a day, trying to be healthy, you know, and it's not working, you know, you need to look at the emotional component. So let's talk about hormone balance. That's a big issue for a lot of women, low hormone production or hormone imbalance, estrogen dominance. Tell us about that role in autoimmune disease. Yes. Well, there's a great reason that hormones are the last core chapter of the book, and that's because hormones are downstream from everything else. So if you've addressed all of the other fights categories, you've removed the toxic foods and the food additives, and you're choosing organic food, in particular organic meats, um, you have worked to clear infections by making yourself as inhospitable as possible through raising your metabolism, strengthening your immune system. You've removed the toxins in your environment. So, you know, 
those endocrine disruptors like BPA are really screwing up our hormone balance. And so once we start to remove those, oftentimes people's hormones can flow back into balance naturally. So that's why hormones are downstream from everything else. And I can't overlook stress because the master hormone cortisol, which is the big stress hormone, has implications and impacts on every other hormone in our body, which is why when you feel really stressed out, you're not interested in sex or anything procreation-wise because it's, it's harming your hormones. And I will just mention that in autoimmune conditions, there are a couple of hormones that are usually out of balance. There are six big hormonal imbalances, but I will point out a couple. Uh, vitamin D is typically very low, and many people don't even know that vitamin D is considered a pro-hormone. You can get that tested really simply at your doctor. Ask for a vitamin D test. Get that tested a couple times a year. Ideally, get your vitamin D from the sun. But for somebody like me that has issues with my vitamin D receptors, I need to supplement with vitamin D2 just to get my levels up. And in my opinion, from the research I've done, you want it between 70 and 100. I think it's nanograms per deciliter. I'm not I can't really remember the name of uh, that particular um, marker. DHEA is a foundational hormone, and it's typically very low with people who have autoimmune conditions. Another test that you can get simply as a salivary cortisol test, you want to know what your cortisol is. Ideally, you want it high in the morning and to go low throughout the day, and many people with autoimmune conditions have it flipped. Um, and as part of one of those salivary cortisol tests, you can get DHEA checked, and that would be fantastic. And the last thing I'll mention is insulin resistance is on the rise, and it's one of the biggest hormonal imbalances that's driving autoimmunity uh, and diabetes, and that is a precursor to dementia. So those are three things that you absolutely want to make sure that you have your arms around. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about gut health. I skipped that one, um, but that's another uh, incredibly important chapter in the book because 90% mm -hmm. of your immune system resides in your gut. And there are so many different things in our environment and our our you know health practices uh, work against our guts. Can you talk about a few of those and how they promote autoimmune disease? Absolutely. I think it's important for people to know, especially if you want to prevent or reverse an autoimmune condition, that we actually have an autoimmune equation that Alessio Fasano, a researcher at Harvard, and his team discovered in the early 2000s that there is a third element in the equation that is necessary to create autoimmunity. So super important that you understand that we have you have to have the genes for something that, but that might only represent five to 10% of your health outcome. So a very, very small percentage. Then on top of that, there are these environmental factors and that could be the fights, right? The foods, the infections, the toxins, the stress and the hormone imbalance. Uh, but the third element in the equation that we didn't know about until Dr. Fasano's work is this intestinal hyperpermeability or a leaky gut. And when the gut becomes leaky, like if you're eating gluten or dairy or taking a lot of medications, which by the way, I think it's something like 90 medications have been proven to trigger lupus. It's called medication-induced lupus. Oh, gosh. I, I, you can't make this up. Um, 
So we have to safeguard the health of our gut because that's where our immune system resides. But we know that what's so exciting about Dr. Fasano's autoimmune equation is if you flip it, you can stop the autoimmune response and actually reverse it. So the first order of business in any gut healing is to turn off the tap. We've got to stop treating our guts like garbage disposals and eating the junk and the things that we know are going to cause harm. And I'm not telling people to stop their medications. That's not not what I'm saying. I'm just saying practice the precautionary principle and do whatever you can to minimize your exposure to things. Even the the -the over-the-counter stuff like Advil and Tylenol, I mean, taking that over time can really cause harm. So the first order of business in healing the gut, remove the bad stuff. And then um, you can really begin healing from there. But people, you can't heal from an autoimmune condition if you're crazy stressed, because stress can create a leaky gut, paradoxically. So this is why all of these categories are super important, and they're overlapping. And there's a lot of, um, uh, they're compounding, in a sense, right? So once we reduce the stress, remove the toxic foods, strengthen our immune system, get the toxins out of our environment as best we can, our gut can actually naturally heal itself. Yeah, I mean, and- there's only so much bone broth that you can drink and, <laughs> and glutamine that you can take. It's not just that simple because I know there's a lot of people out there, bone broth, bone broth, which is it's great. But, you know, that's not just the end-all be-all to gut health. It's a multifactorial approach. We're systemic being that you have to do a number of things to to have success in healing your gut. Can you offer some top takeaways for anyone who's looking to reverse their autoimmune condition? Absolutely. I'm so glad that you used the word multifactorial because it is truly multifactorial. There's so many overlapping components. You can't just look at one thing and expect a one and done. It's not as simple as just removing the gluten or just dealing with the chronic stress. It's actually, you got to look at all of this. It's a mind, body, spirit adventure. There's a saying that you can't supplement your way out of a bad diet. I like to add that you can't exercise your way out of buried emotional trauma or heal your gut when you're crazy stressed. And in order to truly heal, we need to explore all of those factors. So that's why I came up with fights. Um, it's it's really not for the faint of heart, but I'll, I'll offer their top six takeaways. The first thing that you want to do is remove the bad stuff. Um, the gluten, the dairy, the sugar has got to go if you've got an autoimmune condition and you'll want to do an elimination diet, what I call a 30-day food vacation in the book, to see What are the other factors that might be blocking your immune system or harming you? Um, You're going to want to go all organic or as much as possible, in particular with meat. Um, Dr. Lee Cowden talks about meat actually um, is much more important to get organic than almost anything else because it concentrates the pesticides. So we're not only what we eat, we're what we eat eight. So 100% grass fed (laughs) meats and wild fish is super important. Um, You're going to want to increase the number of vegetables you eat on a daily basis. I mean, one of the reasons we are as a society dealing with all these autoimmune conditions, we're not eating the fiber that our ancestors used to. So increase the fiber, get rid of the processed junk, 
um, replace and reduce your chemical exposures in your home and your body care products as much as possible. There are apps that can help you with that. The Environmental Working Group or EWG.org is a great resource. They have an app called Skin Deep. And there's another app called Think Dirty. And you can put it on your phone and you can go to a store and you can scan products or scan what's in your bathroom already and see whether or not it has a ton of chemicals or whether it's considered green and clean. Um, and you're going to want to reduce stress however you can. Um, it's going to be different for everybody, but you know it when you feel stressed. And it really needs to be a practice and not just... Oh yeah, I dealt with that years ago. I mean, we all have the experience of what we face on a daily basis and it's cumulative. It adds up. So address the tough stuff like the childhood traumas. Don't sweep that under the rug, but also the daily stressors that end up building up. Um, see if you can pause maybe five minutes a day just for breathing or a gratitude practice or forgiveness because it's super meaningful. This is as you said so beautifully, a multifactorial adventure. Yes, yeah. Well, I drink some matcha tea when I <laughs> when I need to relax midday. It's amazing how it really takes your stress down. It's it's unbelievable. See? Perfect. Um, and yeah, and there's so many different things you can do to, and this is what you need to be doing for your health. I mean, these are general health principles, regardless of whether you have an autoimmune condition or not. This is how you have to be treating your temple. And no one's going to do this work for you. The doctor is not going to do this work for you. You have to do it, uh, whether you like it or not, or you, you pay the price for that. And so many people with an autoimmune condition are, you know, unfortunately, we all kind of blindly uh, make certain choices with our diet and, you know, living in our society, uh, eating the standard American diet and not really thinking about uh, you know what they're putting in their mouth or the lotion they're putting on their skin, uh, but you—that's why we're doing this show. That's why you're doing the work that you do. We have to wake people up, and you, know, you have to think about every little thing that you're doing in your life and in your health. Absolutely. I mean, I'll just add to that because that was so beautifully said. There's a catch-all term called fragrance or fragrances. I know you know this, right? Yes. That is code for plastic. Okay, phthalates, which are plasticizers. And so when you're buying things, I mean, one of the most basic things you can do is just look at things. And when it says fragrances, choose something that's fragrance free, right? That's just a really simple thing that you can do. But every little bit counts. It's additive. Yes. Yeah. Every, every little bit counts. Absolutely. And so tell us where we can find your book, Beat Autoimmune. So Beat Autoimmune is on Amazon now. It's having a 30% off sale on Amazon US. So that's a great place to find it. And if you buy it there and then come back to the book website, which is beatautoimmunebook.com, I've got bonuses for free for people that want to download the colorful recipes. We've got 35 autoimmune paleo recipes for that 30-day food vacation. So that's a great resource. And we've got a quick start guide for people that just want kind of the the summary version of the book. It, there's a lot in the book, but it really is presents options for people. So um, that's where people can find it. And so you have a free gift for the listeners. Can you tell us about that? I do. I do. So the biggest question I get from people is, I've got an autoimmune condition. What do I eat? 
or my mom has MS and I don't want to get it, so what do I eat? And I believe that people are in the best position to figure that out for themselves. So I have created an optimal food guide that can lead you through the steps to figure that out for yourself. And you will find that at palmerkippola.com slash gift. And um, I invite you to download that and get started finding the foods that are best for you. Well, everyone, so here is Palmer's book, Beat Autoimmune, highly, highly recommended. It's an amazing resource to address every different aspect that contributes to autoimmune. So thanks so much, Palmer, for coming on the show. Thank you so much, Wendy. It's been an honor and a pleasure. And everyone, thanks for listening to the Myers Detox podcast, where we address different aspects, uh, different topics related to toxicity, detox protocols, detox supplements, and just generally how to live a healthier life and doing some alternative biohacking also. So thanks for tuning in every week. It's my pleasure to serve you.